everybody. Welcome to the Movie Club Podcast. I am the director of the show, Jeff Mareva, and I am here with our host, Mr. Robert Birch. Jeff, how are you today? I'm doing pretty good. How are you doing? Pretty good. So this is the OETA Movie Club. We air every Saturday night at 9 on OETA HD main channel. Uh-huh. And uh, we repeat the following Fridays at 11 p.m. Right. And uh, we get together each week on this podcast and we talk about those upcoming movies. Uh-huh. And we go a little bit further in depth. So that's what this is. The behind the scenes, the behind the trivia, the scenes. you know, all that stuff. All the fun stuff that we don't get to talk about during the show. And this week we have a really great comedy. From the it 90s. Is from the 90s. They're getting newer and newer. 1991. The Adams Family. Yeah. Now, you might you probably remember the, or have seen in reruns, the, the TV series. Da, 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 da. <laughs> you that's had right. to do it, right? I had to. I well, that's kind of how the, the idea for this film started, right? It did, yeah. Uh, the producer uh, was, or a bunch of producers from uh, Paramount were, I think it was Paramount, they were all... Yeah. Uh, uh, in a car together, driving down the road, and one of the executive's daughter, uh, she was in the car, and she's bored, and she starts singing the TV series song. You know, yep. they're icky and they're ooky, they're scary and they're spooky, you know. Oh, yeah. And pretty soon everybody in the car is singing the song, too. You know, so it was a no-brainer that, you know, the next working day, uh, yeah, the producer, he uh, went to the, you know, went to the office that he had to to pitch it, and they immediately green-lighted uh, the, this film, The Adams Family. And, you know, there's a lot of similarities between the movie and the, and the 1960s series. Uh-huh. There's also a lot of differences. Yeah. Um, and uh, I, I was reading that uh, the producer for the 1960s television series actually sued Paramount, right? Because they used a couple of things that apparently weren't from the original comic, uh, right? I mean, were... the, the they had bought the rights they thought uh, going to Charles Adams' family, right? And yeah, you know, he he was the original. Uh, it, that's where it came. His cartoons, yeah, and um, that's where the TV series came from, right? And so they they thought, well, we're covered. We bought the rights, but no. Yeah. No, he said that he created certain certain characteristics of everything for just that 1964 series. Like? Oh. Um, well, like Cousin It and Thing. Yeah. Um, uh, Lurch is, uh, you know, he, Lurch was a mute in the in the cartoons. Right. Um, uh, the deal with the, the, the lion, you know, that uh, uh, Uncle Fester... And the deal with the light bulb, screwing that into right. his uh, mouth and it lighting up. Yeah. Jackie Coogan started that, and um, in the TV series, they use it. In, you know, Christopher Lloyd uses it in the film. Um, I mean, e- even things like Gomez liking to blow up model trains. Uh huh. He said that was a gag they made for the series, not not that wasn't in the original cartoons. The passionate tango, um, the tango danced by Morticia and Gomez. Uh huh. Yeah. Um, yeah, the late the court the the lawsuit was later settled out of court. But says. a lot of money. Well, I'm sure there was a lot of money exchanged. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, so I think it's really cool that uh, Raul Julius says that this is his favorite role role that he's ever done, uh-huh. and that that he for years um, got had kids coming up to him on the street and recognizing him as Gomez, and <laughs> uh, said that it brought a smile to his face every time. Yeah. Because so. he knew that it, you know, made the kids 
laugh that they yeah. enjoyed the the uh, that role. Um, you know, we we were talking before this podcast a little bit about Wednesday, the Netflix series Wednesday, right. and which has uh, really taken off. It's really it's really taken off. I have yeah. not seen it yet. I, I I'd like to. I'd like to sit mm-hmm. down and watch it. I've um, seen a couple of scenes, particularly the dance. Yeah. Right, the dance that that she came up with for that uh, the to the goo goo muck, right. right in the prom scene, uh, but uh, yeah, it's uh, you know the and it's directed by Tim Burton, right, and it stars uh, Jenna Ortega, right, uh, who plays Wednesday, uh, Christina Ricci is a character right. she plays you know Wednesday in this film, in this film, yeah. And uh, Catherine Zeta-Jones as uh, Morticia. Yeah. Um, I thought it was funny because Tim Burton almost directed this movie in 1991, uh-huh. but got pulled away for other do- other conflicts. Um, and, and it would have been very different. It would have been a very different movie. I love Tim Burton. Yeah. Um, but it would have definitely been a different movie. There's just a few uh, directors that you know are like that. When you yeah. go, oh, David Lynch is directing. Oh, right. it's going to be... It's going to be weird. Yeah. <laughs> it's right. going to be out there. Yeah. Um, same thing with Tim Burton. You know, uh-huh. a little bit. You know, you know it's going to be just a little bit off, but a little bit... Um, you know, it's, it's, this is going to have a, a color of its own. You Sam Peckinpah's directing. It's going to be bloody. <laughs> it's going to be know. bloody. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, and then of course, yeah, Christina Ricci is is is, and she is I think is like the executive producer of the Netflix series Wednesday, uh-huh. and of course she plays Wednesday in this movie, uh-huh. which I thought it was funny. Wednesday's Wednesday's full name is Wednesday Friday Adams. It's her, her middle, middle name, name is Friday. <laughs> So, um, and the Wednesday name actually is a reference from a Mother Goose poem. Wednesday's um, child is full of woe. It's full of woe. Yeah. Um, so, uh, I thought that was funny. I, and I woe unto no ye who does not see this film. Because <laughs> it's, it's, it's really great. It, it, is, it is. a lot of fun. It's, it's one of those films that I'm afraid a lot of people are going to look at and go, oh, that doesn't sound fun. You know, it's, uh-huh. No, it's fun. It's fun. It's comedy. It will make you laugh. Um, and you look for all the little details in the film, too. Right. Say, like, uh, you know, there's a pennant in Pugsley's, I think it's Pugsley's room, uh, for Alcatraz. Right. Well, they used to actually sell those on the waterfront in San Francisco yeah. back when Alcatraz was a working prison. Right. So, yeah, uh, there's one of those. And then um, all the little uh uh, say like when Fester arrives, he's got a steamer trunk, right. and on it are you know, they don't, nobody does this anymore, but you know stickers from places right. that you've been, and so it's got places known for horrible events, right? Know? Three Mile Island, Elba, Jonestown, the Bermuda Triangle, <laughs> Death Valley, uh, the Black Hole of Calcutta, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, and and uh, Alcatraz is in there as well, Pompeii. Yeah, um, I was reading about Angelica Houston and what she kind of went through. Oh yeah, to do this role, and I was amazed. Um, she wore a metal corset mm. to get the super hourglass figure mm. that she has in this. Um, she also had to have her eyes get gauze eye lifts, mm-hmm. neck tucks. Ugh. And fake nails yeah. every day. Well, the fake and, nails, uh, I mean. Well, yeah, but the rest of it is pretty, I mean. 
uh-huh. metal corset. I mean, uh, come on. Very painful. Very painful. Um, she actually told Entertainment, Entertainment Weekly that come afternoon, I could be prone for a really good headache <laughs> from my various bondages. And because I can't lie down in the corset uh-huh. for the rest, it was exhausting. Oh, I bet. Um, so. I'm amazed that, you know, there's a, a hol- this is she's not the first person that's been in this uh, position. Right. Really. <laughs> oh, yeah. Of not course. prone, but, uh, <laughs> you know, say like they used to build like a, it's basically a plywood uh, platform that, you know, just at an angle. You're not actually laying down, but you're at an angle. And it takes some of that um, gravity off of you, and it you know it's comfort you know it's a, a, because they you don't want to get out of out of costume right because it takes so long to get into it and the makeup. So while they're resetting lights and resetting the cameras and everything, it can take hours. Yeah. Uh, so they would just uh, have this little uh, angled piece of plywood so you'd lean on that just lean and rest a little bit um in the in the um uh andy griffith show halfway through the show the actor i can't remember his name that played floyd the barber he had a stroke and uh you know he could still perform he could still uh you know be in the show but he had a a really hard time standing yeah and so they built one of those kind of uh, platforms at an angle where he could lean on, he could lean up against that and appear like he was standing amongst wow. uh, Barney and and Andy, right. you know. Wow. And the other scenes, he would just be sitting in the chair, you know. Right. But yeah, that's funny. Um, there's a lot of inside jokes in this movie because, of course, of the s- series. Uh huh. You know, the p- kind of jokes that pay uh, homage homage to. Uh-huh. The, to the TV series, Omar. but then there's also a lot of just name, like them messing with people's names. And uh-huh. like, um, in the original series, Uncle Fester was um, Morticia's bro- Morticia's mother's brother. Uh-huh. Um, and in this one, he's an Adams. He's Gomez's mother's brother. brother. Uh-huh. Um, and um, or brother, yeah. Um, and so he's Fester Adams. Uh-huh. There's a bunch of stuff with the Frumps, which was, I guess, Morticia's side. Uh-huh. And people that are Frumps. that have changed name from there to you know change names, and it's it's there's a lot of behind the scenes <laughs> stuff to follow on this movie. I was pretty amazed. Yeah, at how much they're just how much information there is. Well, now the plot of this, you know, they wanted uh, uh, like a, a subplot is uh, Fester's relationship to Gomez right? as the brothers. You know, he, uh, Fester's the older brother, and, uh, you know, they have that mamushka uh, right. scene, which uh, about half of it got cut because oh, right. the test audiences said it was it just it's brought the whole long. thing to a standstill. Yeah. But, um, yeah, the, they, they really wanted to um, play that up. In fact, uh, the deal with Fester, uh, you know, uh, Gomez... Refer, he says, uh, you know, watch for this. He says uh, he's been missing for 25 years. Well, from 1991 when this film was made to 1966 when it went off, right, that's the 25 years. So it would say that he left, you know, he left the the Adams home and and no one knew where he was for all those 25, since the TV series had been canceled. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, there's a lot of, I mean, inside, like um, in the 1964 
uh, one of the episodes in 1964, they they have a pet lion named uh-huh. Kitty. Uh-huh. Um, and Here, kitty, 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 kitty doesn't appear in this movie. No. But you can hear Gomez cracking a whip saying, down, Kitty. <laughs> and roaring, um, you know, is heard early in the movie. Well, the, um, the the lion is in the TV series. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you see it, it's coming downstairs and, uh, yeah, I guess it's a trained lion. Right. You know, in air quotes, trained. Trained, but, yeah, know, exactly. Uh, I'm sure it was a skeleton crew there to shoot that one scene where the lion comes down the staircase. Yeah. Um, I am a huge Godfather fan. Oh, me and too. And I read that uh, that Bruno Kirby actually, the, the fat suit that Christopher Lloyd uses in this movie is the uh-huh. same one that Bruno Kirby used in The Godfather Part Two. Uh-huh. So it might look a little familiar. <laughs> he plays Clemenza yep. in the in the flashback yep. sequence, right? The early New York. Early New York. Yeah. yeah. And that's the I, I didn't know that people took their costumes, you know, kept their costumes I, after this film, you know. I didn't either. I guess he did. Yeah. Um so director Barry Sonnenfeld was not sure was originally planning to not use the Adams Family theme. How could you do that? How could you even think that you were going to make this movie and not use that? I mean, the song is honestly more iconic than the series. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's outlived the series. People to this day still know the song, but don't know that it came from a 1960s series. And it's the reason... Right, as we just said, right, the as little we talk- girl in the in the that in the limo what inspired them to make the movie. Right, yeah. So why would you leave that out? But yeah, he said he was going to leave it out, and then he ended up including it in the opening sequence after positive reaction to the early trailer. Uh huh. Um, well, so yeah, so yeah, so he probably got not a great response. Put it in the trailer, uh-huh. got a great response, yeah. and. Decided, well, okay, I've got to obviously put it in the movie. It's like that scene in uh, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles where they're on the bus and, you know, uh, Steve Martin's trying to get them to sing Three Coins in a Fountain. Right. (laughs) And John Candy saves him, you know, with uh, Flintstones, meet the Flintstones. (laughs) Everybody knows the song. Everybody knows. Sing along. Everybody loves that. (laughs) Um, So... The director also not only did he not plan on using the music, he was not planning on being the cinematographer, yeah. but yeah. he ended up having to be. Two guys. Two people. Um, one quit the um, production after a month to go work on another film. His replacement um, ended up having um, a severe sinus infection and had to be rushed to the hospital. Man, and that so is severe. Barry Sonnenfeld, yeah. Barry Sonnenfeld just said, I'll do it. Yeah. If something happens to me, they'll pretty much have to stop the show anyway. Yeah. So let's just do it. So he ended, well. up, he ended up being his own cinematographer, but he had been one. That's what he started off doing in the business. Yeah. That's what he did for years before he became a director. So obviously he knew what he was doing. Very lucky, you but, know, that uh, he could do that. Yeah. But, uh, um, and yeah. I always love little facts like this. So the Adams Family car that you see uh-huh. is a 1932 <laughs> Packard Twin Six. Yeah, I love I love knowing when they get where they modified, get modified, heavily modified, heavily modified. Of course, <laughs> um, we were talking about uh, you were talking about little stickers on Fester's case, and uh-huh. talking about where he comes from and everything, and talking about all the you know bad places and everything. 
There's also some really cool stuff in the graveyard if you really pay attention to the the headstones and stuff. Uh-huh. One of them is for Ansel Adams, <laughs> <laughs> the photographer, the main famous photographer. Um, and uh, and there's just I don't know, there's just some little um, what do they call them nowadays? Little Easter eggs, uh-huh. if you will, um, in this movie um, that you got to watch for. Many, many, many yeah. of them. It's almost. Uh, Hard to keep track with the with the plot because there's so much there's so, eye candy. There yeah. is, um, but yeah, um, yeah. You know, I to me the iconic scene, Fester powering up the light bulb with his mouth. <laughs> right. Uh, and I know they did it in the original series, and uh-huh. we talked about that was one of the things that the guy sued over. And, Jackie Coogan. And, yeah. Uh, but man, that is just such the like iconic scene for me. Like as soon as they do that in the movie, I was like, oh yeah, that's perfect. <laughs> And he did it like once every every episode, right? Know. Yeah, um, but uh, yeah. Well, you know, we said that uh, Tim Burton was set to direct it, and yeah. and didn't. There was also um, several actors who were set to be in this. There always is who ended up not being able to do it for certain reason. Um, they originally wanted Sir Anthony Hopkins. For Gomez. Sir. Sir Anthony, Anthony Hopkins. Hopkins. That's right. The sir part is probably why he didn't take the role. Of <laughs> um, but they wanted him to play Uncle Fester. And that's uh, not who I would normally think of. No. I'm no. trying to think, when did Silence of the Lambs come out? Oh, uh, um, before after this. this, I think. After this, yeah. I think so. So they were thinking Hannibal Lecter and, hey, right. let's stick a light bulb in his mouth, right? <laughs> Yeah, um, let's see, um, Olivia Hussey was considered for the role of Morticia, Cher wanted to play. And Cher would have been great, Cher, Cher would have been, been good, been yeah. Taken, um, taken absolute, she would have chewed up the scenery. And Cher and Christina Ricci actually worked together in uh, Mermaids in uh-huh. 1990. Just a few years, uh, yeah, the year before this. The year before this. Um, but yeah, um, Kim Basinger. Um, yeah. Was uh, originally um, one of the people who were they were considered for Morticia. I don't, I don't see think that. I don't think she would have been that good. But no. she actually left. She turned it down um, to go play in a movie called The Marrying Man. Yeah, never I heard of it. Can't even remember. I've never even heard of yeah. it. Yeah. So that obviously was not a good choice on her part. How many times <laughs> though? It, when we when we look at these films, like the, you know, we were doing this uh, on the research. You find that out that, you know, this actor left to go make a dog food commercial and right. they did, they weren't in the Godfather. Right, exactly. You know, it's yeah. like, what? Exactly. Well, I'm not going to take that role. That doesn't sound like it'll pay off. And I then am, it's like one of the biggest movies ever. Right. Yeah. I am firing my agent. <laughs> um, I do want to talk real quick before we run out of time because we're almost out of time. Oh. Um, I didn't realize until I was researching this that... Um, Lurch was originally meant to be mute in the yeah. cartoons because I remember the famous line from the series. You rang. You rang. And, I can't do it. And uh, no, I mean, you know, like, and so that's what I remember of Lurch. Yeah. Is this big, scary, lanky guy. Plays the harpsichord. Right. And uh, answers the door. Uh-huh. And uh, and then so I was, when, he, when I watched this movie, and I've seen this movie a few times throughout the years, and he was mute. Um, I didn't really understand it, but then I was reading that that was actually the, the original 
playing Charles Adams. In the cartoons, in the cartoons he was, he was a, mute. a mute. Yeah, and I didn't know that because I'd never read any of the or looked at any of the original. Apparently, Ted Cassidy uh, had ad libbed that uh, in the series, right. and the director loved it so much that he he uh, he kept he he made it where Lurch was not mute, so he had lines all through the series. Right, and um, yeah, and it worked out great. Yeah. He's yeah. got that big scary voice too. Oh yeah, you know, you yeah. Right. I I still can't do it. <laughs> well, that is that is our time, folks. Oh, we are out of time. Um, I do want to give a quick shout out to our celebrity photo uh, person for this week, um, Francis Louderback. Oh yeah. Um, sent in a great photo with Robert Mitchum. Uh huh. Uh, the great Robert Mitchum. Um, and uh, Hollywood royalty. Hollywood royalty. Yeah, he's. He's one of the good ones. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, if you have a celebrity photo, we would love to have it and share with our audience. Uh, you'll hear an address in a second and an email address, and uh, you can send those in. Um, emails are a little easier for us, but we can still take the hard copy if you, that's the only way you can have sure. to get it to us. Um, but in, whichever you do, please include a story with it. Sure. Uh, we want to get a story. We want to know how you met them, what they were like, you know, when it happened, when it happened, where, where? it happened. Yeah, yeah. All that, all that stuff. And, uh, and so, if there's a, like a little funny story. Yeah, exactly. There's always time for that. There's we always, make time for that. That's right. And, uh, so yeah, so include a story behind the photo and how, how you came to meet them and, and, uh, and send those in to us. And again, tune in every Saturday night at nine, Fridays at 11. And, uh, we love, uh, we love, having viewers and we'll, we'll have, have the popcorn ready we'll have popcorn ready and and uh, it'll be a fun time yeah so it always is um so thank you guys for listening we really appreciate it and until next week take care bye-bye make sure to like and subscribe to the podcast you can preview all upcoming oeta movie club films at oeta.tv forward slash movie club And please, send your celebrity photos to P.O. Box 14190, Oklahoma City, Oklahoma 73113, or you can email them to us at oeta.tv forward slash movie club. And of course, tune in every Saturday night at 9 and on Fridays at 11. We'll see you on the couch every weekend for a great movie and fresh popcorn.